Boss! 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 Welcome to off-season at the buzzer. Officially, we've entered the off-season um, because it's a college sports podcast. So we are a CU football, basketball, everything in between ball podcast uh, from the Ralphie Report. I'm Jack. He's Sam over there. How's it going? It's okay. Uh, I, have, I have a vaccine appointment on Sunday, my first shot. I'm excited. Oh, I had Anxious. my second one this morning. Oh wow! Okay, I'm by second dose. I'm I'm assuming you did not get Johnson and Johnson. Um, no. Well, they so well we're all in the clear. I would I would encourage everyone else. It was impossibly easy for me. I didn't get what all the fuss was about with everyone else saying I couldn't get a vaccine shot. All you had to do for me was just log on randomly through one of three patient portals and find out what's up. Um, but it helps that I have long running relationships with a lot of hospitals in the area because I have a lot of <laughs> allergies. So. Excellent. Yeah, I got lucky just finding an appointment in Lafayette. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, I, I'm going to UC Health. Everyone else should support the University of Colorado system. They're doing great stuff for me. Uh, past that, I started looking because I'm going to be vaccinated now. And I, I have to – I'm excited this year. I haven't had to do this in two years to, to check which weeks CU isn't playing at home to go on trips and or see concerts which is very fun. Like concert stuff is filling up. Red Rocks is actually filling the calendar. Wow. No, I, I, uh, I used to work at the Boulder theater as a security guard and Mm -hmm. I am so glad I'm not back there right now, but they're having concerts and I was not comfortable right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, they've been having some like small concerts. Whoa. Yeah. Good for them. It's, it's eh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) yeah, it's wild. Um, we have some basketball news. We have some. I mean, we got. We run the we gamut. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have. That's why we chose to record today because in the off season you guys seize the momentum. <laughs> yeah, well, because we didn't record all week because there was nothing going on. Yep. Um. M- well, we might have McKinley Wright's replacement, which is exciting. Yes. CU was CU was in on so many different transfer guards, like everyone else and, is in the country. Yeah, because there's everyone's transferring. Yes. Um, and we got Mason Faulkner, who is a senior guard from Western Carolina. Not just a senior, he, Sam, a sixth-year senior guard. A sixth-year senior guard. That's right, because he transferred from Northern Kentucky. And both he didn't really play at Northern Kentucky, and then he transferred to a really bad Western Carolina team and took all their shots and then transferred because they're bad. Which I respect. Yeah, I, I also want to point out, I think he might have the best trio of mascots for any transfer portal person. He played for the Northern Kentucky Norsemen. Oh. Uh, back when they had John Brandon. Um, this is where the, the full circle comes from. Head coach by John Brandon. I believe they went to the tournament that year. He left when John Brandon took the Cincinnati job. Um, I think three years ago now. Sat out a year, played for the Western Carolina Catamounts. So he went from the Northern Kentucky Norsemen to the Western Carolina Catamounts. Western Carolina did not make the tournament either year, but they played against uh, uh, our podcast favorite Isaiah Miller and UNC Greensboro at the time in the Southern Conference. Uh, And now he transfers out to the Colorado Buffaloes. So if you're following along at home, it's Norsemen to Catamounts to Buffaloes. 
just amazing trio. Uh, and and after as he leaves, UNC Greensboro, who he defeated, I believe, this year, uh, their coach is left to replace John Brandon, who was fired for being, I guess, too mean to players. So ah. there's the full circle. Maybe that's why he transferred. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Mason Faulkner is just ridiculously experienced, um, which is good when you're leaving a guy who started 130 games. He is a little bit bigger than McKinley. You know, I don't know. His listed height is 6'1". We both now watch a little bit of him. And he plays I, bigger. He plays way bigger. So does McKinley, but he, I, I think he, maybe it's because Southern Conference is smaller, but he looks way bigger on the court. Yeah, no, this dude, I mean, I'm watching his highlights now. He wants to get downhill. He wants to put pressure on the rim. And what I love is that this dude's really good at slowing down to like get his little shot off or get balanced. And I think like we've seen too many players where, uh, I mean, honestly, Keyshawn could probably learn that it's best to not just fly to the hoop mm-hmm. have a little bit of have a little bit of polish to it and i i like how he plays in this way um he is a bit of a chucker but i think that's probably part of the system part of that he was on a not very talented team they and were 11 and 16 last year for for reference yeah. um <sighs> Mason, I don't want to put this expectation on Mason Faulkner is going to be a good, he's going to start. I think he averaged, what was it? 18, 17 this year, 17, five and five this year, mm-hmm. uh, points, assists, rebounds with 35% from the line. Um, I think his shots pretty ugly. I take, I think it takes a while to get up. Uh, I don't like the way he shoots it. It looks like he has to have both feet set at all times. He kind of drifts. Um, he falls down a lot after the shot, which is something that I don't appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. but I also think to your point, because I also watched a, a fair bit of highlights and, and I think I tried to, I tried to watch a full game that I could find. He does because he took so many shots in the lane for this team. I think he has a little bit of Derek white style crafty delivery around the rim, um, where he knows he's a little bit bigger or he can play bigger. And I, like you said, I really love the way he plays with pace where he kind of puts the, the defender on his hip. And then, and then mm-hmm. we'll like basically lay his arm out in a weird way to get a nice, easy layup because he knows the guy's right on him. He, he plays through contact so easily. Um, pick and He's roll 30. heavy guard for sure. Pick and roll heavy guard. Absolutely. Um, almost every, every highlight has him coming off the PNR, um, which fits in CU's offense. So, on defense, I'm a, I, I, we have no idea. I don't think Tad would take a guy that's like just terrible on defense. Even Jariah Horn, who showed, I don't know, waning effort at times, was solid in position and, and definitely rebounded hard. I think he and Parquet are going to make a pretty, like you said, sturdy group. They're both pretty thick up front. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find some nitpicks. Like I'm not as concerned with his jumper as you are. I mean, obviously, if he shoots 32%, I will be. Um, I just think it's not aesthetically pleasing. No, me. it's not. He has pretty high turnovers. I'm going to say that that's due to him being a high-volume player. I'm trying to find some defensive numbers. They're not going to be good because his teammates were trash. No. If you look at B-Ball Ref, they have O-rating and D-rating, which are both kind of flawed. Uh, his junior actually, year... Go ahead. Yeah, he was a positive defender. Yeah. 
despite being on a terrible defense. Yeah, and his attributes are there. Um, I don't think his foot speed's bad. He definitely has long arms. Um, he's pretty good size for a point guard. He's going to be bigger. Like if we if we use Tiger Campbell as a litmus, McKinley and Tiger, I think it's similar frames. I think this guy has a noticeably bigger frame than Tiger Campbell. And he, he would match up well with a guy like James Akinjo, who will not be in the conference next year. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, I want to say McKinley's a lot bigger than Tiger with like wingspan and uh, even I, height. Height is where I think they're pretty similar. I think McKinley definitely knew he had the length advantage, but mm-hmm. to me, they, they, they took up similar spaces on the court. Um, the, the last thing we wanted to mention, it's not like this is in a vacuum, but you said that Tad was going after all sorts of transfer guards. Everyone was. Uh, one of the main targets, Shahada Wells, stayed in Texas, went to TCU. Ty Ty Washington, we were in for a second, but then every single program in the country went after Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, he's like one of the best recruits available who hasn't yes. committed yet. Yeah, he was definitely up there. Uh, there's a guy out there that CU's still looking at named Philip. I don't want to even say the last name, from North Dakota State. Uh, Thank you. I now I need to look him up. <laughs> he's a wings. He's a wing scorer. He's Eastern European, I believe. Uh, oh, I'll take him. And uh, you know, transfer portal is going to be the most active this year, more than any other year. It was just a hard year um, for a lot of kids. And CU has officially, I think, every single dra- or seniors either in the transfer portal are going pro. So technically, CU also has a lot of losses, but all of them were mutual. Um, if you talk to either side of the, the equation. Are you to sure it was point, North Dakota State? No, I'm not sure. To that point, <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up for you. I also wanted to point out that Mason Faulkner not signed in a vacuum. The reason he was delayed slightly uh, to the to go to CU is because Baylor was after him hard, too, after they won the national title. So, Oh, damn. I don't think they were offering the same amount of minutes and you know come over and take over a team that we were but obviously that's high company he's from kentucky kentucky wanted him as well um but same thing crowded back backcourt there's a a option here to play a lot of minutes that he did not have uh, elsewhere but definitely a high major transfer really sought after from a lot of places um a really good game i, I think it just shows that tad's still on his shit yeah, no, this is, I mean, 13th or 15th rated recruiting class coming in, plus getting an impact starter transfer. Yeah. Um, I think there's one scholarship left, right? Y- yes. So there, um, there's some clues and what kind of what Tab wants to look at that. He's, he's mentioned maybe getting some wing depth. He said he's totally fine banking it if nothing fits the way they wants it to. Uh, Can you tell me what banking means? I, I I've never heard. I don't. I've never. Tad does this from time before. to time. So he basically he gets he likes to basically have a one leftover um, scholarship in a lot of recruiting classes that lets that lets Tad either use it that in a for a late signee or a late transfer. Um, and an example of that would be George King. An example of that would be McKinley Wright. An example of that would be mm-hmm. um, even Jabari Walker was late. Yes, Jabari Walker. Or if if nothing fits what he wants, he's he's fine carrying that into the next recruiting class and having an extra scholarship available and just rolling with twelve scholarship players for one year. Um, that's a little bit more of an old school way to do it. Roy Williams would do that from time to time too. 
Um, I'm I'm trying to think of an example of a recruiting class where he's he's benefited from that, and I'm sure there is one. I'm struggling to think of one, but he's mentioning that for this as well, where he's he, you know he's going to have nine freshmen next year, so I think he's not necessarily looking to fill that out with another freshman. If a transfer comes along that he can't miss, he's going to obviously try to use it there. If there's a prep guy that he can't miss on. He's going to try to use it there. There's been, I don't know. So anyways, the main goal of this offseason, Tad said himself, was to get a guy that can give you minutes that McKinley Wright is vacating. He's not going to replace McKinley Wright. I want to put that out there now. No player that was out available was going to replace McKinley Wright fully. That's just not going to happen. What Faulkner does give you is a steady hand at guard, can run a team. He's done it for years. Sixth year senior, so he's old as hell. Uh, and he, he can score. He can get his own bucket, and that's something that's important. Nice. That works. Um, any any other thoughts? Because just just prognosticating on the lock lineup, I think his length and size also, if necessary, allows CU to slide Parquet into small forward in some lineups and bring in Bartholomew as it's as the two guard or the one guard. Um, I don't think this is going to happen. No, no. I, I I think if you can take like speed and scoring and all this modern basketball stuff, Tad Boyle's not going to want to do that. I don't think he did it this year. Not speed, but definitely scoring. Yeah, no. I mean, he did it this year, but he also started Dallas Walton. So I think he'll do it in times, but uh, I, I wouldn't think that he'll start that lineup. I think he likes to start games more defensively anyway. Starting, absolutely. But I think that could be a, you know, eight-minute mark in the first half kind of game where we see those three come up at the same time. Yeah, I would love to see those three play together. Um, huge get, I think. It's it just we you needed a high-profile transfer guard to take that spot. You couldn't settle, and that was Faulkner. Good job, Tad. Uh, will be a nice steadying presence and this team is really weird where there's going to be a evan batty like a 20-year senior there's going to be eli parquet and there's going to be mason faulkner a six-year senior and those are the only three seniors and then the rest are pretty much freshmen so it's it's going to be a weird mix yeah Uh, i have other transfer news on the women's side yes um so jr Payne, they got uh this girl named quay miller and yes but Go ahead. Yes, so she's a sophomore center, uh, or she's gonna be a junior. She's from Washington, six foot three, like really like big and physical. Yes. And she absolutely shredded CU when they played in the Pac-12 tournament. She mm-hmm. like is a really good passer from the high post, really good rebounder, and can shoot a little bit. And she has a buzz cut, so she's cool as hell. Yes, and it's also dyed blonde. So yes, even cooler. Past that, they got a second UW starter from a transfer, Tamaya Sadler, who also ruined CU. Best three-point shooter on their team. Um, I believe she shot over 40% this year. Uh, yeah, she shot 45% from three this year. Led, in, led them in assists, second in points. Good guard. Um, all of this is happening because UW fired their head coach, and I believe J.R. Payne was semi-close with with that coach. So uh, something, a, a good word out. Um, 
I, I mean, this is going to be J.R. Payne's best team yet, I think. And they, yeah. they kind of have to make the tournament next year. Um, or questions are going to start being asked. But you have Jalen Sherrod coming back. You add two Pac-12 proven starters. Maya Hollingshed is coming back. Yeah, you, you got to make some noise. Don't forget about my Dana Scroll Frida Foreman. Yeah, sharpshooter. Yeah, who doesn't play defense? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to? Right. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so also great news there. Um, recruiting news all around for the Buffs. The last the last bit is that CU football added a, a final high school signee out of nowhere today. Um, we knew they were looking for transfers, some some last gas transfers to shore up some areas, but this, I think, was a kind of an, uh, a luxury take. Um, CU added a guy... Austin or Austin Smith, yes, the most like generic name ever from Texas. Um, right to the team. The reason he was part of the reason he was available so late, he, he signed on to Independence Community College after he he didn't like the offers he was getting. He had some service academy offers, he had uh, a few D2 offers, including one from CU alum Pete Shinix, national championship winning West Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, go buffs, go Pete Shinix. Um, and he rejected those, went to Independence Community College, last chance U fame. And he started blowing up this, this track season because he's, he's six, five, he's three, two thirty, So he's a tight end, but he's, he's running like 11 flat and a hundred meter dash. Um, he, so he's like the anchor leg on the, on these, this guy's relay team. Um, so see you scooped him up. With full eligibility, so it's four. It's five to play four. Um, and I don't know. It'll be interesting. See, you had as you wrote in your funny article, twelve tight ends last week. Now they have thirteen tight ends. Uh, Down for the to fall twelve. Season. Matt Matt Lynch is no longer on the team. Nick Fisher also is no longer on the roster. So now oh, that's who I'm thinking of. It's oh, probably okay. Nick so Fisher. From Baker's dozen to a dozen. Um, back down. But Austin Smith <laughs> is a he's an interesting weapon. I think they're expecting him to be developmental. Obviously, I don't think they're they're relying on him this year. Um, but a big guy that can run like that is pretty rare. And there were some there were some schools sniffing around, um, but I think they wanted to wait and see a little bit. So CU didn't have that luxury, didn't need that luxury. I guess took the chance now, and we'll see what's up. Um, anything? So there was a scrimmage today. I didn't. I haven't seen anything of it, but you have followed it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Once again, neither of us were attending. Um, some of the intrepid reporters that were local did attend. Brian Howell attended, and Adam Munster-Tiger. If you want to read more about the scrimmage than what we we're about to give you, based off of that insight, absolutely go give Brian Howell a click and go subscribe to Adam Munster-Tiger's Inside the Herd on two four seven. We love both of them, um, but. From what I can tell, looks like Jarek Broussard was out for a, a light injury, nothing crazy, um, which means Alex Fontenot got to be the star, and he did well. So it sounds like he's recovering from his hip surgery better than I was expecting. Nice. Um, it sounds like JT Shroud yeah, was the he, best quarterback today. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard that Fontenot was fully ready coming into like fall or spring camps. So that that's a very good development because he was having some serious hip issues. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
don't I haven't seen JT Shroud. I'm just worried that I think I'm scarred from the talented quarterback who has a rocket arm and doesn't read the field. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about the last part. I know he, that JC Shroud's best ability is that his arm lets him throw any pass. I I know that's true. I don't know mm-hmm. anything else about him. I think he's a little bit more mobile than people give him credit for, but he's not Brendan Lewis. Yeah. Um, he's not Bernard Jackson. And <laughs> thank you. I, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a good problem to have if he does end up pushing Lewis. I still hope and think that Lewis is the clubhouse leader. Um, just because I want to see him, I love that kid. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's still the case. But if if Shroud is it, it's not going to be like Shroud pushes him out. What am I trying to say? It's not going to be like uh, Sefer Lufau winning the job by default because there's no one better than Sefer Lufau throwing the football. I love yeah. Sefer Lufau. That was but, true freshman Sefer Lufau yes. who was supposed to redshirt. Yeah, I love Sefo, but there should have been a, a quarterback who could throw the ball better than two freshman Sefo on that roster. And there wasn't. So I don't no. think it'll be a that situation. Was that the Nick Hirschman year? Nick Hirschman, Connor Wood. Yes, Stevie Joe Dorman, I believe, was on that team. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> that's the other one. <laughs> Stevie Joe. Wow. What a terrible team. <laughs> yeah, we were in the rough there for a while. Man, I am so happy that we're in five and seven glory days. I know. What a, I mean, it's, what the, a nice stability. You just hope it's a floor. <laughs> you yeah. just hope it's a floor. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I, I'm still ahead. Team Lewis. I'm going to be Team Lewis until he graduates. Every, I, yes, and every, I think everyone should be. I think it's more fun to watch a college football team if they have a running quarterback. Not that Brendan Lewis is a running quarterback, but we know he can. No, can't. he's more like he's a playmaker. Yeah, we know he can. I mean, Sam Neuer was for a second there a running quarterback in 2020. Um, and then he wasn't, but he's a tackling quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love those type of plays. guys. Um, there's a guy I've mentioned a few times back when we had Jay Johnson as our, as our, uh, offensive coordinator. OC, yeah. And, oh, what was his, I think it was Terrence Holloway who played. Yeah. Terrence Hall. Nope. His, the University of Lafayette quarterback, he started for four years and Jay Johnson had those offenses humming. Uh, he was like a six-one bowling ball. Terrence Broadway, great. Oh, that's, yeah. that's who I want Brendan Lewis to be. Terrence Broadway started three years. Uh, I mean, just great. And um, I just love those types of quarterbacks. He's a fun guy. But besides that, I, John Van Dies was on the first team defense making the calls today, which supposedly he did a good job. I'd love to see Van Dies succeed here. He's he's had a tough go of it. Uh, and overall, I don't know. I, I'm excited about the defense. Sounds like they had a pretty good stout up front today. Um, I just really want to see another safety come in. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I do. Yeah, I don't know anything with football recruiting, so I, I can't <laughs> give you any names. I just... Yeah, I... I... Somebody posed a question today. I don't know if this was a good segue of if you could bring any CU player from history onto this current team, who would it be? I know we've asked this question before, but any chance you bring in Michael Lewis to play safety? I mean, I love Michael Lewis. I I think your answer, Alfred Williams, is probably the correct answer just because Wells and Williams would be pretty hard to beat. 
on I the think outside. This is the correct answer every year because CU never has a good pass rusher. <sighs> hey, Jimmy. Well, no, no, no. The, pro- the problem is we never have two. Okay. The problem is yeah. CU never has two good pass rushers. Uh, I would love Michael Lewis. Um, I'm trying to think of another safety. Chris, I guess Chris Hudson can play safety. CU's yeah. been more of a cornerback school. You're that's a, this is a good. I no, I did a go. thing of like the best safeties of the past twenty years, and it was Michael Lewis, very obviously, and then Tedrick Thompson was probably second, and then yeah. third was anyone's guess. It was like maybe Terrell Smith, Mikhail Onu, maybe. No, he wasn't even that good. He was good for like four games, and then kind of. Hey, but those four games were pretty. Yeah, it was nice. Um, definitely not awful, Ave Laguna. <laughs> hey. I like him. Shout out Chris Malumba. He got drafted in the CFL Global Draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sick. From Finland. Our, yeah. So, all of this to say, um, the scrimmage, I think no one else was injured during the scrimmage, which is good to hear. Offensive line is going through the ringer right now, which is why I think they are looking to bring someone in on the offensive line, which would be a nice shore up. But, you know... <sighs> It's hard to get that excited when you know there's not going to be a spring game that we can really attend, um, and the first game is still five months away. When it's is all, the the spring game? Theoretical. Um, I think it's at the end of April. I need to double check, but it's you, it will. It's not even going to be a full spring game because they don't have the bodies on the offensive line to to field two teams. If you send me a date, I will try my best to go. Okay. Well, I don't. Th- I'm saying I don't think they'll. Maybe they'll allow media if you flash your big boy media badge. I do have my big boy media badge, although it's a smaller press pass than ever before. And I used it once, and then they gave temporary ones for basketball games. Well, then you might be allowed in. I don't think the general public will, at least for a while. Though I saw that Boulder just lifted some or is phasing out some. Yeah, we're in like the the blue zone or whatever it's called. I'm glad that they made these all as complicated as possible. Yeah, it's not like a green, yellow, red type <laughs> of deal. Oh, man. Is purple's the worst and blue's the best, I guess? I don't know. I, 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 can, I can get with red being the worst because we all know that to be true. Hmm. Um, yeah, CU never does well in the red zone. Even though the CU invented the term the red zone. Shout out David Platty. Did they? Yeah, I didn't know that. David Platy invented the term the red zone. I had no idea. Good job, mm-hmm. David. I think that was when he was with the Broncos, but yes. When was he with the Broncos? I thought he started at CU when he was like 26. He started it when he was at CU. I think he he might still do like uh, part-time stuff with the Broncos. Let me look this up for you hmm. right now. And this is, I guess, how okay, we're going to end please. our podcast. Talking about David Platy. Uh, Everybody knows. Everybody in media knows him, but I don't think most – I don't know of how many fans know him. Um, he was – he spent his senior year in college. He was the PR director with the Denver Bears Baseball Club. Uh, he was a member of the Denver Broncos stats crew for 40 years, 1980 to 2019, where he created and maintained miscellaneous statistics. This is from the CU Buffs bio. He was the he was the first one credited with charting the percentage of scoring scoring percentage inside the twenty yard line, which is called the red zone. Oh, nice! That's cool. In two thousand four, he was appointed by the Major League Baseball to be one of the official scorers for the Colorado Rockies baseball team. He just does everything. Wow! Yeah, 
Wow. What his else younger brother, his younger brother was nominated for two Grammys for with David Bowie. He was a guitarist for David Bowie's band for five years. What? That's badass. That's wild. Um I don't know if I have everything else. I don't I mean Mason Faulkner is, is a good get and hopefully later this offseason we can do a full preview about the roster once we have that last spot figured out, but Faulkner immediately becomes probably second or third best player on the team. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on how I don't know. I haven't really figured that out. I've I'm distracted right now because I finally received in the mail a jersey I ordered. Um you you need to look this up, okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Oryx Blue Wave Ichiro. And I um Oh my god, we forgot to do our home field ad. I well, this was a great fi- Yeah, I finally got my home field stuff. Mm-hmm. I made the mistake of ordering an XL because I like I'm liking like bigger shirts right now because they're more comfortable. But it's a little too big. I should have ordered an L. But it fits my little brother and he loves it. He was just like, Oh my god, this is so soft, so nice. Mm-hmm. He didn't even use our promo code, Ralphie all caps. But he's really much enjoying his his shirt. I uh, I loved our first order. I'm I'm so happy. I have a second order on the way with Homefield using promo code Ralphie. All U.S. based stuff, which is great. Uh, all based out of Indianapolis, so it, it definitely ships faster than your Ichiro or Blue Wave jersey, which I believe, if I looked it up, uh, is it's Ichiro pretty, Suzuki. Right? Yeah. Uh, and Isn't it pretty though? It's it's a good yeah. Wow, it's not as pretty as Homefield's designs. Um, where do you, do you they, like the Michigan Wolverines away jerseys? No. Okay, then that's our di- difference because I think the Michigan away is the best jersey in college best in college football. Okay, I well like. I mean, CU's is the best, but whatever. So I don't think so. Show your CU pride uh, and make sure you buy a Michigan shirt from Homefield so that way you can burn it and show the CU's <laughs> better. Uh, my second order, I have, in case anyone was wondering, which no one is, I have a uh, uh, two more CU stuff, two more CU hoodies on the way. Um, I have a Georgetown University sweatshirt because we beat them. Uh and I Wait. have a uh, the UC Irvine uh, surfing anteater shirt. In case you're wondering, there's the a Zot? surfing anteater, not the Zot shirt that just says Zot. It's a anteater surfing, and the shirt says "Surfs up at UC Irvine." Oh, okay. Oh, I like these Georgetown hoodies though. Yeah, I went with the blue old school like Latin form. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go to Homefield promo code Ralphie. Great stuff. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm done too. Cool. This is the off season, baby. All right. Signing off. Buzz. Buzz.